episode 101, that's a mouthful, of the Divorce Resource Guide podcast coming right to you. Right now, we're talking about financial do's and don'ts in your divorce. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, aka the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now, your host, Jason Lavoie. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the 101st episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I'm very excited. We are in the triple digits, and my first expert guest for the triple digit podcast episodes is going to be a great one. She is Stacy Francis. Now, Stacy is the president and CEO of Francis Financial, a fee-only boutique, wealth management, and financial planning firm dedicated to improving women's lives through financial and personal empowerment. The firm provides ongoing comprehensive advice for individuals and couples and specializes in helping widows and divorcing or divorced women. Stacy is also the founder of the nonprofit Safi Ladies, which helps and provides resources to all women. You'll hear more about that during the podcast. So let's get right to it, everybody. 101 and moving on. Let me introduce to you Stacy Francis. Stacy, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Jason. So the first question I'm going to ask you, I ask everybody. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I always say I'm going to change it up, but I, I never do change it up. <laughs> it's, it's a good first question. Um, for those who are not familiar with you, give everybody a little bit about your background and and yeah. not just you know your resume, but kind of like you know the path that you took to get you where you are today. Yeah, I, you know, had I told my younger self that I'd be a financial advisor, let alone a divorce financial analyst, um, you know, that my, my younger me would not have ever believed it. I was the, the girl who sat in math class. I sat at the back, um, which was really a problem because I wear glasses. So I, I couldn't see the board either. Um, but you know, it was never raised my, yeah, it was before I even had gotten glasses. So I really couldn't even see. And, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, math and and money just kind of intimidated me, and I was going down the path of languages and went to university to major in French and minor in Spanish and eat baguettes and have a great life. Um, but there was a turning point for me um, where I had a conversation with my grandmother, and I asked her really point blank why she stayed in her marriage, which sounds like a really odd question to ask uh, your grandmother. But um, there was emotional abuse that went on in front of me. There was financial abuse. There was also physical abuse. And, you know, it was, it was clear this was going on. And she shared that she felt, she felt financially trapped. So for me, Jason, that was like my 180 of my life where I changed my major. I went into finance. I ended up moving um, to New York City and becoming an investment banking analyst. And ultimately, she uh, ended up passing away from the abuse. And that uh, was one of the hardest things I've ever um, lived through. Um, Very hard for every person in our family, because we feel like we wanted to save her. And we couldn't. And so I started a beautiful charity in her name called Savvy Ladies uh, when I was 26. And I then 
the year after um, created Francis Financial, which is a independent wealth management financial planning firm to support the charity. And Savvy Ladies now has worked with tens of thousands of women, um, women in need and helping them with anything they might have challenges with. And so we have financial literacy courses. Um, we also can match them up with financial advisors to work free of charge. And um, you know, this year, by the end of the year, we will have made almost 1500 matches between women in need and financial advisors that are working wow. free of charge. And so it's um, something that makes my heart very happy because I know that we're making a really big difference. I know my grandmother um, is shining, you know, really, really smiling down and looking at us and, you know, what she went through as awful as it was, um, you know, she would be the first person to help anyone, you know, she, they, she really would be so proud. And it's been a, it's been a real gift for me to, to, to be able to be the founder of this beautiful charity, Savvy Ladies, and um, also at the same time have this really amazing wealth management firm where we're doing financial planning and modeling for our clients and making sure they're financially secure and we're managing their assets in the in the stock and the bond market. And I'm always learning. There's not like one day that I'm not learning something new. And I've been doing it now for over two decades. And the charity has been around for over two decades, but there's again, not one day. And, you know, the people who know me, this is not new news. I think my biggest challenge is that I love what I do so much. Sometimes I work too hard. <laughs> so I think <laughs> wow. that's the only, you know, that's the only thing that I, I know for me, I'm, I'm really starting to work, really look at, especially as I get older and I'm very young. I, I'm 48, or at least I tell myself I'm very young. I think I am. Um, but, but I noticed like I, I, you know, the 80 to 90 hour work week that I used to be able to do when I was in my twenties and thirties, like Jason, I just can't do it anymore. Right. I Basically, just, I'm with you. I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm we're in <laughs> the same can't age. Do it. We're in the same age range. And, um, not only physically and mentally is it exhausting to, to work that much, but, I don't know if it's worth it to be honest with you. Right. Life yeah. is, you get, we get one ride and yeah, it's, um, it's a one, it's a one way, right. We, we know the end. We know the end. <laughs> we, we just don't know when that is. And, yeah. um, and, and so you want to, uh, enjoy it. Right. It, it's yeah. a balance, right. You, it, mm -hmm. you can't be too reckless and just, you know, say, screw everything. I'm just going to go nuts. But, um, because if you live a long life, hopefully you, you want to be able to, to live it adequately, you know, and yeah. however you, you want to, to your lifestyle, but yeah, it's, um, I, I like, what's the phrase? Um, it's, I work to live, not live to work. I love that. Yeah. It, yeah. and I will tell you, um, the beginning of the business, you know, Francis financial, and then also running the charity, I, I couldn't afford any staff. Um, so I did both and, um, yeah, I mean, there was like a decade where I don't remember much. Um, you know, I feel really blessed because I now have a team of 17 through Francis financial. I have a team of four through savvy ladies and a board of more than 20 amazing board members. So I, I have all this amazing support now, but yeah, it wasn't, wasn't always the case. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting that conversation of, you know, will it work to live and not live to work? Um, 
for a lot of people, when they're going through divorce, there is a real, just looking at their entire life with fresh eyes, right? Absolutely. You know, it's your post, I call it your post-divorce life. Um, yeah. You know, how are we going to prepare um, for your post-divorce life, which is, I think, where a, a big role is where you would come in for that. And um, that's a good transition. But first, before we just get into that, I got to I gotta just stop and back up a second, because that is really a touching story um, mm. and a history that you have. And so thank you so much for sharing that. And I know your grandmother is proud of you uh, and, and looking down with a big smile. And at the end, we're definitely going to give the links out to Savvy Lady. Oh, um, yes. And yeah. I think that would be definitely so everybody's aware of that. And and fear, you know, fear is such a driving factor for so many people. Yes. Yeah. Right? In life, let alone divorce. Um, but when you're thinking about, you know, should I get divorced? Can I get divorced? Um, all that fear and that's where professionals like you and I come in and, and to to help people work through that, um, yeah. you know, and, and and really lay out, well, it's not as bad as you think it is, or this is your situation, but this is how we can get you from A to Z, you know? Um, so yeah, we deal with fear all the time and it's it can be paralyzing. It can be. And, you know, there are lots of reasons why people stay in unhealthy and un unhappy marriages. Um, and one of them can be money and, you know, the fear of, am I going to be okay financially? Are my children going to be okay financially? It's a real, it's a real concern. And if, if someone's able to be able to look into that, you know, future financial crystal ball and know you know what, we're going to be okay, then they're able to make that decision of whether they stay or go from a, a place of more information, from a, yes. a place, you know, where they can really feel of what is the best thing for me? What is the best thing for me? And not having that fear and anxiety hanging over them. No, I mean, not really to get important. cliche, but the longer I talk, the more cliche I get. <laughs> knowledge, <laughs> knowledge is power when it comes to divorce. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's what I try to do as a coach is I empower people with the information that they, I think they need to know so they can make the best decisions. Um, yeah. So let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about, um, you know, some of the do's and don'ts from a financial yeah. perspective that you people, you see people doing and you recommend, you know, what should people be doing and then what should they not mm -hmm. be doing um, mm -hmm. when it comes to divorce? So I'm going to go through the do's um, and there, you know, there are lots of do's I, I, that are financial related, but I'm going to just jump in first with um, making sure you have your support team and that support team of, you know, ideally a financial advisor, but, but it should also include a mental health professional or a coach. It should include a fantastic attorney, an attorney that you feel comfortable with, that has your back, that you can really share uh, the, the, your real fears and concerns. Um, and, you know, for some people, they also might, might need a, a CPA or potentially even a forensic accountant. Right. But getting those people in place so that as you start the divorce process, You've got your team and we see over and over again that those clients that have a team 
fare better through and after the divorce process. They fare better from a wholeness and mental health perspective. They also fare better typically financially because they're given different settlement options and able to see what does that look like for me on an after-tax basis after my expenses one, three, five, 10, 20, 30 years down the line to be able to make better decisions about which assets to take, which assets not to take, right. whether or not they you know, downgrade from, the lar- from a large home, whether they go back to work. Um, you know, again, it just gives so much information so that they can make good decisions. Yeah, that's a good one. Let me let me just piggyback on that because I couldn't have scripted that answer any better myself. <laughs> I mean, people uh, who listen to me and follow me have heard me say that almost verbatim uh, over and over again. I, you know, um, I call it your trifecta of awesomeness as your your three base people to to put on your divorce team: attorney, therapist, uh, and finance person. But you know, ideally, you want more depending on your situation. Um, but right, having that team approach um, of objective professionals is so key. And I can almost guarantee you that your ex is not doing that because most people don't do that. Um, yeah. And the advantages like you just went through are exponentially beneficial. And tell me, Stacey, if you agree with this, though, because this is what this is what I say all the time. I say, even though people kind of shy away from having multiple people hiring multiple people on their team, right? Because it's, you're paying multiple people instead of just going out and hiring an attorney. People think that's all you have to do and you're done, which is not the ideal way to do things. Um, So yes, you are paying multiple people, different professionals, right? Who are wearing different hats. But I say, if you hire the right people first, the first time around, at the end, you're going to have spent less on all those fees, then yeah. if you had just hired one and had a bad relationship with that person, or it, it was, you think things didn't go well and you can't communicate well with your attorney, yeah. for example, right? You're, you're the fees that you're going to be spending, it's more efficient and you're going to spend less than if you just hired one person and tried to do everything through that one person. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, each, each professional has their superpower, right? the mental health professional coach has a superpower of helping you be your best so that you can work effectively with your attorney. You can work, you know, effectively as a a co-parent dealing with your, your soon to be ex-spouse, your attorney, obviously their expertise and superpower is the legal, you know? So, so what would the court say? What are the considerations that, that you need to take into, um, you know, purview and the financial is the person that essentially helps you make a good decision and get the most accurate, fair, ideally largest uh, package, whether that's you know equitable distribution, alimony, spousal support, child support, and helping you look into that, all the different assets and liabilities you have and to be able to construct the best possible package for you. And right. that's what they do all day and every day. What's interesting too, is that the billing structure for each one of these is different. And you know, people charge all different ways, but typically 
a certified divorce financial analyst on the financial end is going to charge less than what you might be paying your attorney. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that, that may not always be the case, but it, but it, it usually is. So you can really parse out the things where that's their specialty and they can do that work really efficiently for you right. um, with, with really good insight as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same page as you. And it, it is, it is hard um, to convince someone and I get it, um, especially because for many people, I mean, money is tight, let alone um, a divorce when you're taking one household and now trying to support two. Um, yeah. But I will tell you, I've seen a lot of mistakes made too. And and not just like thousand dollar mistakes, but I've seen hundred and recently a $9 million mistake. Yeah. And now they're back in court. Yeah. And, and choosing, I love what you said about you know, you emphasize how important it is to choose the right attorney, right? Anybody can go out and find an attorney. Uh, they're all over the place. Um, mm -hmm. But finding the right attorney for your situation is the key. Um, and yeah. choosing the wrong one. I work with so many people who unfortunately have an attorney that perhaps isn't the best person for them. And, you know, it's thousands of dollars down the drain, essentially, um, if they have to find somebody else yeah. to start over. Um mm -hmm on top of the time that you lost, you know, the months, yeah. um, if not longer. And so, right. It, I'm so glad that you emphasize that, you know, all these relationships, all the people that you want on your team, they're relationships too. Um, yeah. and they matter. And, and you have to pick the people that you resonate with, uh, who you like, how they think, and then you like their approach. Um, and you have the same type of mindset, um, because that's really just as important as anything else that you're yeah. going to do. I agree with you, Jason, and you're going to be spending a lot of time with them because this is not a short process. Uh, we we have a uh, we did a survey of 150 women who had gone through divorce and asked them, you know, many different questions of, you know, what did what did you do wrong? What do you feel like you did right? Um, but one of the questions was, how long did your divorce process take? And the vast majority, it was two to three years. Yeah. Right. And, and if you look at the, the uh, statistics on dolo.com, um, the average statistic for the U.S. is typically a little less than one year. But I guess I just <laughs> maybe litigious people come to us. I don't know, but or, or, or people who have really difficult spouses. But what, what I have seen in the you know 20 years that I've been doing this most divorces are several years. And if you add uh, a lot of assets or complex assets, uh, such as restricted stock units or employee um, stock options or a business or any of those things, and then you add children, you just find yourself in a situation where it just takes longer than, than anyone would really hope. It just takes longer. Right. The the courts, from the court's point of view, they're, they try to and they, they say, you know, we want to get you divorced from the date you file the complaint to the judgment is stamped in less than a year. But that that rarely happens. I mean, unless you have a bare bones divorce and everything goes smoothly and you're not fighting and filing motions over everything. Yes, that can happen. Um, but if you the more complex, like you said, the situation, if you have to have, um, you know, 
other types of experts involved, like forensic, forensic accountants or even a custody evaluation. There's no way you're looking yeah. at a year and a half to two years um, if you're lucky. And, and that's just the way it is. All this stuff takes time. Um, yeah. And obviously, yeah. the more time, the more money. But um, and I always say, you know, the speed of your divorce depends on your ex and the attorney that they have. Right. And the mm-hmm. team that they're using. Um, because it takes two to tango. So, um, if you both want to get through this, you know, as quickly and, you know, expeditiously, expeditiously as possible, it can happen if you have the right professionals around you. But if one person doesn't get it and is emotionally, uh, shall I say tainted, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's going to be a long drawn out process, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. One of the things that I've seen have um, has really helped speed the process and add better outcomes for individuals is getting 100% clear about all the assets, all the liabilities, understanding exactly what their expenses are down to the penny and the income. And we have uh, a fantastic book I put together called Unveiling the Unspoken Truth. And it's for women going through divorce, it's actually the result of that survey that uh, we did and and all of those learnings. And in there, you'll find two separate worksheets that will be unbelievably helpful, which allows you to put in the value of all your different assets that you may not have remembered. Of course, everybody thinks about the bank and you know the, the checking account, the savings account, 401k, IRA, brokerage account, right. but they may have forgotten about the CDs or the series E bonds that they have or uh, their benefits at work or their spouse's benefits through deferred compensation or employee stock options, RSUs, um, you know, individually hold stock in the company's name, um, even frequent flyer miles or capital gain, uh, capital loss carry forwards. Um, there are so many different assets that we can have that having that in front of you triggers your mind and say, oh yeah, if you know what you have, you go into that negotiating position in a much stronger position. Of course. And, you know, it really important for this whole process. Right. And, and again, I think that goes back to the knowledge, right? Knowledge is power and you feel empowered when you know, you know, what you're dealing with and then yeah. all that you have to do is figure out, okay, who's going to get what in what form. Um, yeah. And what do you say, Stacy? and I, if we're going off on a tangent here, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> um, but this question comes up a lot with people that I work with. They, let's say they're not the the money spouse. Um, maybe yep. they're the stay at home parent. Um, they're not sure of what all the assets are. Right? Yeah. They know there's a, a joint account. They know there's some maybe a couple of stocks. They maybe even know what those are, but they have a feeling and they think there's other things, but they don't know. Yeah. How do yeah. you advise so, how do you advise them to handle that? So there's a good amount of work that we can do to um, fill out that that form, right? 
Um, there are things that you will know, uh, such as savings accounts, joint accounts, things like that. Um, but there most likely are things that you don't know. And, and we tend to work with the um, non-ERC in income earning spouse or lower income. And sometimes they are, again, do not have as much transparency into the finances. Like my grandmother, she had no transparency. Right. If you take a look at the tax return, the tax return, it's my favorite document, which like all of you listening, you can judge me. I know I'm nerdy, but I, I'm just I'm just leaning into it. But a tax return is like being able to see someone's deepest, darkest thoughts, but it's financial. And you can see, you know, any capital gains, interest, dividends that are flowing through from which institutions. Sometimes it will even list the accounts and we can calculate. So if it's a savings account, we can calculate what the interest rate most likely is. And then because of based on current interest rates, what the value is. Same thing with, with some of those other assets. If there have been restricted stock units or stock options actually exercised or vested that year, that's going to flow through. So we're going to see that if there's been any cryptocurrency gains, they now are required to be also reported. So we can see if there's been any gains or losses um, from cryptocurrency. We can also see if there's been distributions from any type of retirement plans. If you think your spouse might be withdrawing assets from retirement plans, that is also going to show up. If there's rent or some type of royalties that's coming through, we can very clearly see that business income um, and then deductions and deductions are fantastic because you can see real estate, for example, maybe you don't, you, you look at the amount of uh, uh, real estate property taxes that are being deducted and you say, but wait, our primary home only has $8,000 a year and this is a much higher number. Is there a second property? Right. You know, it, it, it's just really fascinating what you can do with just that plain old tax return. And so for us, we go through and we, we, you know, eat those for breakfast. There's a point though, where you may need a forensic accountant. And that could be where someone is, is hiding assets offshore. And, you know, there is a point where we kind of put our hands up and say, Hey, we're really good at what we do, but you need someone who actually is a Sherlock Holmes. Um, you can find a lot of assets because assets typically have a trail. And so you are often able to find them and where money is going. And right. then the other, the other tool as a lawyer, you just subpoena organizations. So if you, you know, if you have a checking account and a credit card account at Citibank, subpoena them, they might have a brokerage account or retirement account. Right. Yeah, you no, know, absolutely. It, it's an amazing tool. It's very hard to completely hide a trail of of money. Um, yeah. And, and right, but there are people who specialize in just doing that. Um, yeah. You know, finding and and tracing um, where things find where, where things come from. Because you know, believe it or not, sometimes people are not exactly honest with their tax returns. Right. But <laughs> well, yeah. You. I mean thing is, right, you look at a tax return, the total income is $100,000 from the partnership, but you're living a $300,000 lifestyle. And, and that's why using the worksheet that I mentioned um, 
and again, you can just go to www.francisfinancial.com, unveiling the unspoken truth. It's the divorce worksheet uh, within there and putting all your expenses. You can use that to track backwards of, okay, if we're affording this lifestyle, the amount of money actually being pulled from the business must be X. Right. Right. So right. there, there are definite ways that, that you can, you can work backwards to get that information. And the other piece is if you're worried that the tax return that you're being given, a lot of times our clients don't ever really see the tax return. They, they sign the, you know, I, I'm, I'm filing electronically, but they don't see it. You can also order it directly from the IRS and it's very easy to do. And that way, you know, that the tax return you're getting is the actual tax return that was um, filed with the IRS, because it's very easy to to mock up a tax return. Yeah. And and also, I don't know if you experience it, experience this a lot. I, I have is that especially when you're dealing with the non-money spouse, they may even be shown the tax return when it's time to file if you're filing jointly. And, you know, for reasons that you just went over, a tax return is like, who wants to look at a tax return and who understands a tax return unless you, you do that for a living? Um, so, you know, if, if your husband, I'm just saying husband for today, you know, prepared the tax return and says, here, sign it. I need your signature, right? You know, here's the spot. They're just going to sign it. They're not yeah. looking at what they're signing or, you know, verifying the information uh, because at the time they're doing it, they're not thinking they're going to be getting divorced. Right. Um, yeah. And, and having, to, it's going to matter, but um, yeah, it's all those things that is so crucial why you want the right people on your team to, to help guide you. All right, Stacey, I told you, you know, time flies when I we're know. having fun. But um, before we wrap up, I want to go through one of the big don'ts that you have for people. Um, so we balance it out. <laughs> what what should people not do? Yeah. So this is this is a huge don't. One of the things that puts people in really bad situations and ended up accepting much poorer, poorer settlement um, options is if they don't realize that a dollar in one account may not and most likely is not worth a dollar in another account. Mm. Let me give you an example. Checking savings accounts at your bank. A dollar is a dollar. You take it out. There's no taxes. You can spend it. A dollar in your retirement account, it's going to be taxed at federal, state, local level, Social Security and Medicare. Depending on your tax bracket, that $1 may only give you 65 cents after you withdraw it from your portfolio. So if you say you take the million dollar bank account, I'll take the million dollars in retirement because isn't retirement good? You now are only taking $650,000 as an asset and you've given someone else a million. Right. And so understanding the tax impact is the biggest piece because I have seen people dealing, you know, you take this, you take that almost like like they're, they're playing cards or right. something in Las Vegas. And, you know, you take the vacation home. I take the primary, look at the tax impact, look at the cost to upkeep both of those properties. Um, it, you know, you take the restricted stock units and I'll take the bank account. Well, the restricted stock units may be a good thing. They may not. And they've got tax impact when they get delivered. Again, they're taxed to you like it came to you in your paycheck. But maybe that stock is in Google. 
and it was 10 years ago. So understanding the tax impact, the growth, and what things will look like after tax today and from the future perspective growth, 5, 10, 20, 30 years. And if you're doing that, and I know that that's a pain in the butt, it takes a lot of time and a lot of expertise, but if you can have hire someone to, to do that for you, who typically is not your matrimonial attorney, some are very good at this, but most don't have this expertise so that you can really look at what is the best thing for me? What's going to put me the furthest ahead financially and the best financial footing? That's a, that's a huge golden nugget you just dropped on everybody. And I will just second that because um, when I was practicing as a divorce attorney, when it came to the financial stuff at that level, yeah, no, that that is not how I'm hotwired at all. Um, and so I would always tell my clients, I'm like, listen, you know, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And you need to talk to somebody like yourself, like Stacey, um, because you need to be informed before we make decisions. And and I can't explain it to you as good as Stacy can. Um, and so, yeah, I would make sure that they would do that, right? It wouldn't even be an option if if they were my client um, because it's not apples to apples. It's rarely apples to apples, right? I would say. Um, and um, just when you think it's, oh, this isn't so bad. We just, you know, divide it like this. You're probably missing a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. And doing, doing yourself a disservice. So yeah, again, no, no, you don't know what you don't know, but that's why yeah. having the right team around you to tell you that is, is so important. Yeah, so, no, I agree. And, um, you know, one, one last cautionary tale, um, a client, <laughs> there was a private equity investment and her husband said, it's really not worth much and it's going to cost so much to get it valued. And so she went ahead and said, all right, just give me, um, give me 2 million for it, which she was pretty happy with. And we cautioned her really against it of, you know, to spend the couple thousand dollars, get this valued, turned out it was $20 million. And she would have been entitled to 10 million of that 20 because it was all marital assets. And- you Not know, that it's much is relative, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really was a shame. And so, you know, again, what you don't know can hurt you. And the more information you have, the better your outcome is going to be. But also you're going to be more, you're going to feel more confident, right? You're going to, you're going to feel more confident about the decisions you're making and the decisions you make are going to be easier because you're going to have that knowledge, right? Right. And and if you, not that this would necessarily happen, but it could, depending on everything else that's involved, right? If, if you knew uh, that asset or business was worth $10 million and you chose to only take 2 million of that, maybe in exchange for something else. Yeah. Well, that's different. That then is you're, different. Yeah. You're making an informed decision. Um, but what Stacy's talking about is just taking somebody's word. Well, that Those are famous last words when somebody says, and it happens all the time. Oh, this isn't worth that much. Don't worry yeah. about it. I mean, yeah. if that's not a red flag. <laughs> I know, but, um, but the point and, would, and, yeah. and actually a great, a great way to deal with that, Jason is it's not worth that much. Okay. How about this? We'll just split it 50, 50, whatever we will both take the risk and we'll also take the reward. And that's one way to like, kind of cool down tensions, you know, one, one way, 
one, one way. way. Yeah, yeah. If, if yeah. it works, but then, but then they won't. They don't want to get it valued. They want to. Yeah. Then no, all of a sudden they're like, oh no. <laughs> no, no. Trust me, the value is this. They'll, they'll tell you. Yeah. What it is. Right. So, um, Stacy, this has been great. I could talk to you for another hour, easy. Um, we'll have to do it again. Um, but I wanted just to give everybody a taste of you. So they come back for more. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Um, so sweet. now again, give everybody uh, the link to your website and then yeah, also yeah, yeah. savvy lady, savvy ladies. Yeah. So savvy ladies, again, a nonprofit 501 C three, we work with women, um, wherever you are, work one-on-one, -on -one, uh, free of charge through our helpline. And we have hundreds of financial literacy videos all again, pro bono, um, and that's SavvyLadies.org, two Vs, because it's very, very savvy, uh, SavvyLadies.org. And then Francis Financial is um, for ongoing wealth management. So if you need someone to um, you know, invest your portfolio, do ongoing financial plan, essentially be your you know, financial planner, you know, teammate for the rest of your, your life, um, that's who comes to us. And uh, you can reach us at FrancisFinancial.com. Um, we do tend to work with some pretty wealthy people. Our minimum portfolio size is 2 million. So I know that we're not right for everyone. And that's why, you know, having the resources of savvy ladies is so important. But what I will say too, um, I realize that we're not right for everyone. We have a very bespoke, very client, you know, you know, we have 30 clients for every one advisor. It's a very unique, situation where you when you have so few clients you're doing so much for them so we have a lot of people that will come to us that will ask for other referrals um, to other great advisors that work maybe in different ways sure. even hourly and I know the best people um, because many of them actually volunteer their time for savvy ladies so I've been awesome. able to get to know um, just dozens and dozens and dozens of fantastic uh, financial advisors so if I can help anyone just kind of talk through what they're looking for whatever it is um, I, I would love to do that and help. That's great. Thank you so much for offering that. And I know you're based in New York, but do you yeah. help people outside New York? Yeah, because of our specialty of working with um, individuals going through divorce and also we work with widows, that's pretty much our entire group of uh, clients. We work across the U.S. and actually um, outside the U.S. too. So wow. it's a little different. You normally don't see that from a right. financial advisor, but we we you know, really have leaned into what we do so well. And so people were working on matrimonial cases in California, Texas, you name it. Um, there's about 20 some states that we currently have cases in. So Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's great because everybody's listening is all over the place. And, and so- Yeah, yeah. And everybody, you know, it, having financial questions is not state specific at all. So we all have them. Yeah, absolutely. Stacey, thank you so much for coming on and introducing and giving everybody a little taste of how important it is to talk to somebody like you when you're dealing with divorce. Thank you, Jason. All right, there we go. Another one in the books, as they say. Thank you to Stacey. I hope you all enjoyed that episode and learned a little something. Basically, you know, a lot, so much of a divorce, a contested divorce is financial. Not only what you're dealing with regarding assets and accounts and debts and things like that in the divorce, but also planning for the future, right? Everything you do, this is what I do in my coaching. I empower you with the information because everything you do, every decision you make is going to affect your post-divorce life. So you want to know what that's going to look like so you can make the best decisions in the divorce for your future, 
So thanks again, Stacy Francis, for all your knowledge. Now, if you're looking for divorce help, looking for a little coaching, you can reach me at jason at jasonlavoy.com, and I'll get back to you right away. I'll be happy to offer and get on a complimentary strategy call with you to figure out what's going on with you and where you need to be focusing your attention and how I may be able to help you in your journey in navigating the process. Also, if you like the podcast and you haven't subscribed yet, please do because you'll get all free, I mean, all new episodes, which are free, uh, when they come out uh, automatically if you are a subscriber. And if you like it uh, and you have a minute, I would love if you could just go to iTunes give me a kind short review because it really helps spread the word in the meantime all i'm going to ask you to do is be strong and confident and stay positive i'm jason lavoy aka the divorce resource guy and i'll be seeing you real soon